0: Taking care of business with all sup and all sup. Uh, we're here today to talk about uh, what's gone on in our business, what things you need to know about the successes, the failures, the Dubai real estate, owning a business at 22, and Cal you must have been 24. 20. Uh, the weight gains. The weight gain, serious. The They're different probably, types of suits, hairstyles, bad
1: meals, dealing with hair, declining, declining hair. Yeah, yeah, declining. yeah all, all really, all good and bad things. So, obviously, we're talking about. You know, from the beginning. Yeah. Tell me about where it all started for you. So I came to in let's take that. a step back talk to you about oh, your real first job my real first yeah. selling
0: thermocouples that was. You know I I was. That. overalls um, lovely no overalls, overalls I, I had. name badge lewis hi know, i'm lewis well people need to know your name don't okay they? Yeah. So, so i was selling thermocouples and uh, pcbs which are like the i don't know what any of this they're, means, they're like by the way. E- electric keep uh, boards within boilers so, so, so basically like a heating heat man heat, i was the heating kit yeah, right? okay i used to work on the front desk and i would sell my heating spares yeah. and uh, i think i was there for about a year and it was like a warehouse with a front of shop where I'm going, and literally, if you like Tesco, something like, hi, I'd like a new uh, Thermo, couple of... Yes, it's £10, please. Are you sure you don't want to add in there uh, a new lighter for your boiler? I don't think you sound like that. No. <laughs> and then,
1: obviously... A year of wearing overalls you saved my life, you know, saved you. You did say you, you followed me. Listen, you call big brother, you followed me into the estate. you see,
0: Carl, please help me. Help me. I don't <laughs> even spares
1: anymore. Uh, tell, tell everyone the story about your uh, your interview. You went with a good old friend of ours, Billy, yeah. And did you have to do like a group oh, interview horrible. about a boat? We, we would
0: never uh, do this. I remember now Go thinking. On how how do you get like figure out if someone's good or not they were like you've got you're on a boat you've got some string rope and a rubber a, a rubber pencil so it was an open day career day and it was like 10 people in a room yeah. and they were like okay what can you do on a boat with this rubber pencil I'm like what's that gonna do with in the house but they <laughs> obviously their theory is that that mad American thing isn't it where they're like like team building team how building react. how you, how you react I don't How miss- the hell did you get a job, by the way? All these questions. Played football <laughs> with the lads there, didn't I? We had Berkey there, the lad there. We played football in the Sunday league. With who got us the job. It was like so basically right? a job through friendship, and I was there. Relationships is key in business. <laughs> Very big. Uh, so yeah, I was there from then. I followed you into into the job, and then obviously I got better at the job than you. No, no <laughs> way, no way. Uh, so yeah, that was two, that would have been 2004. I think that was you know. So
1: you were 17. We started. Yeah, r- real estate. Lovely hair. Yeah. I had the.
0: The Tony and guy haircut. You know. Can where you it's just cut. explain
1: to people what we so say, Tony and guy? What actually your haircut was? So, so there's a photo of Lewis in the uh,
0: in the newspaper. Talk oh, people through terrible. that. So I used to go Tony and guy, and you used to go as well. Yeah. You had terrible haircuts. Yeah, we well. did. Yeah. And I remember at the time I'd have. um I said, went in there. I said, do what you want to do to me. I said, I don't care. <laughs> cool. And never imagine me doing that now. I'd absolutely like. I'd be. I'd be scared to death. And we're going in there and said, okay. Uh, do what you want to me, and they come out and they so my hair was in like a side part and I had more hair on the front at that time <laughs> and they dyed the tips red here on the front and, back, and the back they would cut shaved down the middle but kept it long on the back so I had wings so I used to gel <laughs> that bit there so, and I, I, so I'd go out with like two wings here how the hell
1: did they allow you to put your picture on a business card? I don't know. Your picture on the business I card with Call two this big bat wings as well. Or so I was 17, not spotty at the time as well. So we worked in uh, a estate agency in Coventry. Yeah. Many, many years ago. Was it 16, 17, 16 17? Years yeah. What was it like working together back then? So that, to now, how different was it?
0: Um, it was different. I mean, back then we were in separate offices quite a while. So yeah. even though we we were never really in competition because you were doing the value and you were taking our son, I was yeah. a negotiator with a guy called Matt Costello that now runs our uh, our UK offices. So the relationship has been a long, long-standing thing. But. It's just mad that you think about 60 years. I was talking to someone yesterday and I said to someone, oh yeah, I've been estate agent for 16 years and someone's 25. I was like, you would be 11 when I start <laughs> estate agents. Like, oh my God, I'm getting- old. Showing our age here, big time. I oh, know, yeah. But no, it's cool. It was it was, uh, it was, it was, great standings for, for big, I suppose, selling houses around the world. Do you think anything
1: you did done back then, so estate agency back then, helped at all? Go move
0: to Dubai. Yeah, definitely. Uh it's moving people into houses. I think you can do that anyway, can't you? I mean, you've done it, you have come over here, been successful, you've done it in England. There's one key statistic is is you speaking to a person and finding out what they want and moving to a house and it's not, I don't think, I think people are listening with state teams who think it's a difficult job and it just isn't. Yeah. isn't it? It's It's about listening to someone's needs and not pushing down their throat what you think you're going to sell them. Um, can you remember your
1: funniest or worst experience? I can remember mine.
0: I got sacked from my company we're talking about now But that was my worst experience. I got sacked out of my jobs, I think I have four, I think two or three of them I got sacked from. I think the last one You was, are,
1: honestly, working with Lewis is he's, he's manageable. It is unmanageable. He's like a hurricane but... A magician. I, I remember <laughs> saying to
0: the last class so I was like, "You can't sack me. I'm number one in the company." He went, "All right, we'll see about that." Goodbye. Uh, and I think that day, I was, uh, I went out the night before, and then I fell asleep in my car and missed my viewing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the clients found out.
1: I remember a very similar experience where i have a massive ego, you know, and uh, yeah, it's, it's not a good thing. My one of my worst experiences was, I um, I didn't go to go do a viewing. Park the car on the drive, which is a no-no anyway yeah. on this on this property. The couple turn up to do a viewing, go and look around the house, lovely bungalow. Do the viewing, uh, doing pleasantries as, we, as, as they leave. Thanks, goodbye. We'll give you a call for some feedback. They've gone walking over to, to they've gone walking over to their car. I've jumped to my car. At the time I was 18, you know, a bit of a Jack the lad, boy racer. I jumped to my Peugeot 206. in comes dead cool, rushing off to my next viewing. Jumped in the car, reversed off the drive, which was. Quite oh, a man. steep drive, but first off the drive, and brought down the whole front, br- front wall of the house. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Smith, your house with a little bit less than I just valued it before. The owners weren't even there, so it was a, it was a vacant oh, wow. house. So I had to ring them up. The, the boss made rang me up and said, uh, What happened? I had to pay for the the whole brick wall whilst on
0: holiday it to be fixed. <laughs> weren't a good thing at good all. Sale, Not, Not a good sale, that one. Not a good sale. But yeah, so I mean, we've been, I've, I've been here now, you know, since 2006. And from 2004, I think, you know, when I fell asleep in my car and <laughs> and lost my job, I think that was the the best thing that ever happened to me because from there I uh, you know I always have a theory that I think th- th- there's a mix between timing and uh, destiny I think you've got to get both together
1: do you know before you moved out to Dubai then obviously yeah. you lose, lose your job tell me about your period on X Factor
0: I didn't appear in X Factor <laughs> I, I've, I've got a voice you auditioned period. no i, I tell you what you. I would go on X Factor um your nearest yeah, singing it. it's really bad. It my my singing is like up there.
1: No,
0: it's, it's like semi professional. It's not professional. Um, so I, I, I watched ITV, didn't I? And I remember watching it, and it wasn't X Factor. I was watching it. X, X Factor on ITV, isn't it? And it was about Dubai. It was saying how it's a booming city. Yeah. And I remember taking a job there, and calling them and saying, "You're right. Yeah, do you want to? Um, uh, I'm looking to come over. I'm an estate agent." And they were like, "Yeah, yeah, no problem." When did you say And I was like, oh my God, this is a little bit easy. And I jumped on the flight and came. So basically said, come here, just yeah, take a job. Basically, it's like 90% of real estate companies in Dubai now.
1: Wow. wow, Got Shots in there. Fired. Shots fired. So I remember you telling me, because obviously these, back, back then, there was no WhatsApp. Yeah. It was like WAP, SMS. Wireless application it, protocol. This was like old school. So like me and you exchange the odd message every now, every now and then. Like, tell me your first few days in Dubai, in real estate, what was it like? It's
0: madness, I mean. I mean, the first day I joined, the guy that I worked for actually stitched me up. And I remember him saying to me, look, we're going to work. You've got an office in the Grosven House Hotel. We've got a company mobile for you. have got a list of clients, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, brilliant. So I remember I left left uh, dad, obviously, and yourself and yeah. family. and uh, left, us. Uh, left us. Left us. Uh, abandoned you to go to uh, another country. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, there's a big hole in our family since then. <laughs> at <laughs> point we celebrated woo he it's not a happy family anymore uh, anyway so I'd gone there and I remember turning up at the first day in Dubai and the guy was like here's our office he's like you got to pretend that you're staying at the Grosvenor and you're oh, going to wow. the business centre I was like okay because this is your office I'm sitting there I'm like Four oh one Grove of the Suites, and they were like, <laughs> there's no such thing as but and I just kept going in every day. But did you not make you so you
1: start a new job in a hotel where you weren't staying? He told me he there's
0: no office. office. He told me he had an office. And I remember not, telling well, you him not I was you, like, Did you not have a Dubai phone either? I had, so I got a phone bill through the first month of six hundred quid. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, I've not even made six hundred quid. <laughs> I haven't got a six hundred quid. Um and it was just a nightmare. Like I got lied to out of my teeth. And that's one thing that uh, I suppose that's the difference between someone that perseveres and succeeds. Is that I knew I had to stay there, and you have to find the way. I think a lot of people, that pride was keeping you there. I've had my leaving party, I literally <laughs> had thirty people. Go to England. We had a party. It's thirty say, I'm, days. I'm, that going. I'm coming man. back. I can't come back. Like, oh yeah. Uh, okay, it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving party don't count. Going back to heating spares, it's fine. I'd get that job still, you know. Yeah, good. Especially good. Still got that job. But yeah, it was. Um, it, it, it was amazing moving to Dubai. I mean, it, it was life changing. Yeah, my mum cleaning our clothes and doing our beds, and i go like, oh my, my bed don't make itself anymore. It
1: was a huge journey, now because obviously you've gone from selling heating spares to estate agent to our next. You're going to say dance a <laughs> That's so nice. And then it divides. I'm six foot
0: four. I don't I think I'll fall over. Uh, you had a b- bit of a. Um a bit of a guardian angel, didn't you? Yes, Wendy Stapleton. Uh, she said to me, she was a lady that, she owns a company in Came with the market leader called Hunt & Harris. And she said to me, Lewis, this is not a company. You need to come and join me. And I went to go and join the allsop and allsop of today, the biggest in the market at the time. And uh, that job and her saved me. She put a credit card down for me and just said, don't worry about it. I'll get you. She got your job. She got me a job, car, got me a company accommodation. Yeah. Like saved my life. So that's why I'm a big believer in calm. I'll always look out for her if I ever see her around and give her a hug and say thank you every time I see her because she pretty much saved me from not making it in Dubai. I, I might have made it, but this lady really hooked me up. So uh yeah, that was my guardian angel. And I think I was there for a year and I remember calling you. I was like, kid. You wouldn't believe it. I started doing really well, didn't I? And I started to call you and I was like, I know you're doing well in England and you are getting a thousand pound fees. I've just made 70 grand. And you were like, what? I didn't believe it, I'll be honest with you. You you didn't believe it. I remember you telling mum as well, you were like, well, maybe he'll be back in a few months. Oh, I did. I did. I thought you'd be back. I was like, yeah, don't worry, I we'll be me back a few months. You'll we'll be back. And then I remember I started putting pictures online. I was like 20 at the time. I had a Hummer, didn't I? And I got a Hummer. And I had a Porsche Cayenne, the gold champagne colour. Lovely, lovely. Yeah. That was Great hairstyles. Well. I remember yeah. I like a big, but <laughs> sweeping flick. It was lovely. Yeah. But yeah, I remember just thinking, wow, it's really starting to take. I remember calling you and saying to yeah, you, you need to come because of this, and you didn't believe me, and then I showed you.
1: I was in my comfort zone. I was back eh? I was doing well. I was safe, and there was no reason to to come out. But um, I come out on holiday, and I think at the time, I come out on holiday with my now wife. Yeah. And uh, it was like, wow, this is like a whole other world. And It got me thinking. But I don't, I don't think unless me and my wife Emma at the time Emma my wife. Know,
0: <laughs> my wife you're gonna my see her tonight. Good morning, evening wife. My wife. How are you? Good How morning. morning, my wife.
1: Make me breakfast, wife. <laughs>
0: She's going to love hearing that. <laughs> wife, walk the dogs. <laughs>
1: Change the children's life, wife. <laughs> No, we, we actually split up so I don't think if had we not split up I don't think I would have moved to Dubai. No. That was my trigger. That was I think a lot of people move here they do, they they do run, run away from something don't they? away from something from it, or
0: running towards something there's two yeah. things that they're definitely doing. So I,
1: obviously I moved out here and uh, you know saved you. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. Thanks so much for saving <laughs> Thanks, me. brother. Yeah. I know yeah. Did you lie on my bed of money that I made you at the time? Oh
1: yeah. I was, I was a best man a couple of weeks ago for, uh, for my best mate Jamie and I was saying that when we moved out here we lived on your sofa you and did, yeah. it was probably, probably as clean as the floors in some horrible neighborhood. But it was funny,
0: It was free, wasn't it? It so was dirty. Was it, it was
1: free. The floors were cleaner than your sofa. Anyway, oh, I was wow. sleeping I was sleeping on your sofa for a couple of weeks. And then I am get finally getting a job a company called Legion. Yeah. And uh done a deal on the second day. Yeah, I remember. No so training. Absolutely no training. Didn't know what I was doing. There's they just laptop. said there you go. Great people there to be fair. I'm not going to say anything bad about them, but yeah, it was look do this, ring this. And yeah, I fell into the deal the second day quite lucky. But um, I, I honestly believe that with, with moving here, it's, it was such a daunting thing. I, I just don't think that, I don't think I would have done it without without that little thing yeah. that happened to me in my,
0: my life. And But bearing in mind, if you think about this, how mad social media is now, you can go on Instagram, I've vetted in, you can look at Dubai, yeah. You can. I remember it was, it was social media on it? Facebook the, was don't Just Stay In, that was the thing. Don't stay in my space. Yeah. Um, and all these accounts, But I don't think anyone was really into video sharing. It was basic, so you couldn't really gauge what it was like. I remember when, when I moved, mum said to me, she was like, why are you going there, son? It was just camels and sand. I was yeah. like, right, well, you're going to have to come in and have a look at it. And I guess that's the preconception a lot of people have. So obviously, I moved here, saved you. Yeah, thanks. Sleeping on your lovely, lovely clean
1: sofa. You made it dirty if you were staying there. No Let's way, that up no way. It smelled, it wasn't good. Because you were sleeping on it. <laughs> so, obviously, I found a job, didn't give me a job. So, at the
0: time, you were running a developer. That was an amazing no, I was like, job.
1: What's going on here? Why is you not give me a job?
0: You didn't cut a mustard kid. I interviewed you. you cold, <laughs> cold. I don't I didn't even The interview more actually? I thought about it, I didn't give you a job. That blew, that blew my mind. and I think about it. I, listen, it's sink or swim, weren't
1: it? I'll say you got to make it yourself. I as well. I didn't even ask you. I was like, go and fend on my own, that's that's my thing.
0: Living on my sofa, so they only working with me and living on my sofa, stinking my office out as well. So you were working for a developer then, weren't you? Yeah, amazing job that was, I remember. So I would have been 21, it was a year before we set all on all And I remember this guy called me when I was at a company called Parkbell, and the guy called me and said, we're we'll launching this development, we wait to come and sell it. And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I boxed in the interview and didn't turn up to the interview. Standard me again. Yeah, the you. young, crazy Lewis. I was like, look, I'm making too much money. I'm happy doing what I'm doing. So I stayed where I was. And he called me about three months later. He said, look, I know you didn't turn up. Can you come and meet me? So when I went going to meet him. I turned up and said, I'm just going to go and chat to the guy. And it ended up with this massive project. I'm talking like 400 townhouses, commercial towers, resident. It was massive. And he was like, right, we need you to run the company. I said, we're going to launch a real estate arm and you were going to, we'll give you the trade license. You'll design the logo, the office. You're going to hire other people. The people that the office when I walked in there was just marble floors and there was nothing, it was an email business part we were in. And he said, you to launch it. So I remember this is how we really got to set an awesome all- all- We were after a year of working there, we'd set up the company. We've got one of the best sales forces for a developer at the time for a small company. We had the structure, we had the payroll, well, everything set up. We were in the paper, we'd done the launches. And after a year, we'd sold everything out. It was the, one of the best jobs I ever had. And you know,
1: I remember the marketing. I was when I moved over, I always remember like the, the, the yarn, yarn of water
0: yeah, I don't know what I was about. we was, I was, was really like, we're rolling out. No, because it was like we're rolling out the, the law. I don't know what I was doing. Yeah, that's it was strange. Well, marketing is it was like your 50, thing. i will be 000 honest. There to go on the front page of Golf News. It was. I spent their money, but it worked. I sold it out. He did. you did. And, you yeah, heard. I remember we sold it all out, and it was it was an amazing job. And this is how we got to also and also. Once I sold that out, you were working for Allegiance still, I think. And I remember talking to you and just saying, I can't do this anymore because I'd sold everything. I said we could do this job as an estate agent better than anyone else. I, I, I can't carry on doing my job.
1: I felt that being at where where I was from when I first started. Honestly, well, I was there in Dubai for three, four months as a broker, and I thought, like, is this is this like the the absolute pinnacle of real estate? Because I, we come from a background where everything was so structured, it was rigid, and Targets. you had to do X, Y, Z, and. I don't know,
0: like, I just, it was such a brave move back then. I think if we thought about it too much, it. we never would have done it. You, if you think about it, I was like, I was thinking about this there. I was myself, wow, what crazy move. So we agreed to, to do it, I'd left behind the job, which was massive basic, yeah. massive. So I literally quit one of the best jobs you could probably get in the market at the time to start a company. I remember my basic went down from, I think at the time, I think I was paid like £10,000 basic.
1: Yeah. And crazy. when we set up an
0: Allsup and AllSup, we paid ourselves £500 a month. Yeah. And I remember there's no override, there's no nothing else and literally it's enough to cover our rent and hope that we'd make some money. And I remember...
1: Uh, we couldn't well good job you car was paid, paid out right because we yeah. don't know money to pay for a car or well, I, anything like that I
0: remember when we started the company I, I, it was like a million dirhams of total sell of our business approximately and I remember we put we paid in one cheque I think for the rent stupid
1: you got, our pants pulled down which was
0: a, a 5,000 square foot office massive for three, four people Yeah, and then we fitted out the office but we could only fit it out There was, it was like a five bedroom villa we could only afford to fit out two bedrooms oh, company, no. so we had no tables so we had to lock the other bedrooms didn't we so no, a client <laughs> what's Cli- in there? Clients were coming around naturally
1: doing contracts and there were a new company on the block and they were like, oh, can, we, can you share us around the offices? And they were like, yeah, yeah, we've got the boardroom here, that's nice. <laughs> Don't go any further than that. Upstairs, under renovation, doors are locked so yeah, it looks a bit that. shifty but so we, we couldn't
0: afford anything, could we? No, we couldn't afford the uh, doors, we couldn't afford the tables, the, the table. chairs. I remember speaking to you and you come to the office with Lou, we need a boardroom door. Do you Remember this? Yeah. And you, went... Because it was open, wasn't it? It was, uh, the, it was, it was a di- basically a dining it room, was a dining wasn't it? room. Yeah. yeah, the table and you, we got meetings take place. Said, Car, we got we haven't got any money. You know, we haven't got any money." And I went, "All right. So what we'll do? The the first bit of profit that we have, we're going to buy a bed. And <laughs> next month we bought the the uh, we did. We bought the the uh, thing. But that's how we've run our business since day one. Uh, I we, mean, it's, it's all organic, isn't it?
1: Really organic. I mean, every every little bit of money we've had, really for the first six six and a half seven years everything's gone back into it and um, I just think like when we started out every bit of money went back into the business but I think very early on
0: some funny stories very early on we kind of say we made it we, I had the CEO title and you had the MD title and we were like, we've done it. Young lads,
1: 20, I think I was 24 and you were 22. Yeah. 21, 21, 20, 23. And it was like, maybe we got a bit big for our boots, bigs too soon. We got like nine, 10 staff and we started the recession 2008. Yeah. I mean, that was crazy.
0: I don't think we took our foot off the gas until year... Two? 1.52. Yeah. And I think we had 10, 15 staff and we were like oh you know we know how to make money and i remember me and you at that point we we're going to sit in our office and it's such a small company you can't carry a ceo md you have large be, parts of the day where you weren't you weren't visible which in that in that environment Crazy. it is you know the ceo md of, of a small business or small enterprise should be in my opinion, the cornerstone for the sales, marketing. that yeah. They are literally the captain on the field. And if any, if any SME that is 10, 15, 20 deep in their owner of the company isn't there, that's not going to be a successful business because you need someone at the forefront doing. What was it like? So look,
1: before, before obviously talk a bit more about it, That's it's quite important because do you know what? It probably happens to a lot of companies. Yeah. You know, you kind of feel a bit, you've made it too soon. What was it like opening when, it, when the recession kicked in because at the time we didn't know what was happening I remember, I remember looking at the Gulf News there was a guy local guy sitting in the I think it was a stock exchange head, hand, head, yeah, head and his head was head in we just paid 600 grand for the rent for the rent and they said global meltdown, and then we were like yeah it's going to be fine don't worry
0: you know but do you know what? that, that naivety for us was probably our weapon because yeah. the big companies were like, "Oh my god, we've got overheads." Bring we had no overheads, yeah. and I'm just going, "No problem." And it's still our mindset now. We are still like, something's going off in the economy or in the you know local nations. We're just like, no problem. We'll work within this market and we'll deal with it. And we've we've just been our mindset is very we're very adaptable. And I remember if you go through all the things that we've done. Every time there's been whether it's credit notes in the bioware, where developers yep. said they wasn't launching their project, so buyers were given buyers were given credit, but they couldn't use it. We would sell that to other clients. We've done off plan. Uh, we've been on every type of journey, and what I've learned about our business is that we're just we're very elastic. We can just move with the market. <laughs> Who was?
1: What was the craziest sale you could remember back when we first started?
0: A guy called Brian Williams is the one you're gonna say, isn't it? So Brian did, a, a sale in Abu Dhabi. Crazy dancer, by the way, Brian. Oh yeah, very I mean, right. like, owns a, a good estate agency in Leamington. Yeah, shout Street. out, Brian. Shout out man. to Brian. Shout out to Brian. He didn't know that, he would literally just joined, didn't he? Yeah. And he'd done this deal for two floors in Abu Dhabi, and I think each floor was 15 million, 16 million. Dirhams. And he'd to me and goes, yeah, okay, look, I've done the deal, it's signed. Bear in mind at this time, there was no regulated contract, so you no. signed a developer contract. And I remember him coming in and going, yeah, well, I've got two, off the seller and two percent off the buyer. And what? What were you on about? You got a four percent deal on like thirty minutes, which is like our monthly revenue. Oh, it's unheard of back then. Blew out the yeah. where our heads fell off. We were like, this is amazing. unbelievable. Um and that's because of just that sheer naivety again. Yeah. It's just like, oh that's not what you charge. Yeah. What about you, what was your craziest thing, you remember? Um
1: There's quite a few, but a lot of the times where Oh well to be honest, yeah, thinking about it now, so how long have we been open? Eleven years? 11? 12 now? 12? Yeah. It's just practically every deal was a crazy one because we were sitting at fax machines. Madden. We were sitting at a fax machine on a Thursday night till half 10 waiting
0: for a contract to come through. It's Coming through the contracts, yeah. coming through <laughs> in man, when you tell someone and they go, Yeah, we don't like now, we use DocuSign, so you do it all digitally over the phone, and people don't understand what hey, you're Anyone use fax these days? I don't remember. We, I think we've still got a number no, somewhere, I'm sure we have. Um, but I remember just like you'd send it through, we're gonna send you the contract, and you hope it comes back and you hear that noise, and you celebrate, it's come through. The thing is, with fax
1: machines, I remember like we were sitting there like till 10, 11 o'clock at night because you can't go home and no, you've got to wait from. <laughs> you wait at the oh, God, it was, it was mental. Uh, but no, it's mental. What about crazy staff members? So when we first started out, you know, we have you know, new company. You
0: you don't really the, know what you're the, looking my, for, my do be, you? My best one we had was so bearing the mind when we're in a new company. You're hiring anyone really to say how it is. Yeah. You're just like we're a new company. Believe in what we've got. Do you believe in it? And like you're not ever really interview at that point. You just like. <laughs> I've got one by the way. So, and I remember. So, we hired a guy called Davood. Yeah. And Davood Safari is yes. He was an absolute monster. It's was about my height, it was about six or four, but it was a bodybuilder. And we didn't turn in one day. And he was like, I so said, Why are you turned in and work? And he was like, Oh, I've been to prison last night. I was like, Oh my God, what's me been to prison? Because, yeah, I was on the door and I had a big fight. And, you know, I hit these two guys and I got arrested. Anyway, so fast forward a little bit later on, he ended up leaving the company over Christmas. And I was like, Davood you need to give us back our laptop mate. And he went, no. You want it, you come and get it. I was like, keep the laptop Yeah, on, you don't mess off. with
1: D'Vood. He was a scary geezer. Mine was a lady that uh, had a very strong passion for cats. Oh, yeah, the cat lady. Yeah, the cat lady. <laughs> <That's what laughs> she, she? Yeah, and what she used to do is she comes to work and, you know, nice lady, but used to take home probably a cat every day. In the boot, though. In the boot. She couldn't sell them. What she'd do with she the cats. couldn't sell them. Cats. She probably sold more, it took more cats home than Sally she sold. She's the biggest cat trader in she Dubai. Is. Now. <laughs> <laughs> so we we've hired cat ladies. Yeah, we high we start in a recession. What was it like the first year in business, and then what was it like the second year in business?
0: I think before we talk about the first year, we talk we're talking about about who we're hiring. I want to talk about something that I think we've touched on before. Friends factor. The X Factor is great, and that, that's not nice. <laughs> hiring friends. Okay.
1: So when when we started out, we had four people. So us two, yeah. two of the guys.
0: Both the guys were. Yeah, both our friends. Billy and Gary, was it? Billy and Gary, yeah. Yeah. So they were working for us and uh, both really talented. To be honest with you, they're a big part of getting us up and running in terms of... (laughs) Uh, you're in no business they're believing in you because you're a friend yep. um, and you're just hoping that the business does well and they believe in what you're doing so we brought these guys on and uh, we brought a few more we brought little Jay on our friend from Coventry yeah, Curtis, Curtis yeah. the JBR king I think he sold one yeah. house in JBR He's,
1: JBR king but actually spent more time on the JBR beach, beach yeah, sunbathing than in man. JBR viewings
0: uh, Greg that's gone on to be a real big success in the recruitment industry yeah. uh, and these are all friends of ours from commentary. and one thing that I've learned about hiring friends is that it, it's it's a very difficult line between wanting to work with them and understanding that that you can't cross a friendship and work barrier because I think a lot of people don't understand the difference between friendship and work and what I mean by that is that we've never been able to set, say to our friends when you're working together look we need your help we're not doing the money we need to write and they're like yeah 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 it's fine and th- there's no there's just no boundaries you know, the biggest
1: there? problem then then obviously from our experience hiring friends was they were in our, their early twenties. We were yeah. in our early twenties, and I think in life you don't know what you want in your early twenties. Well, a, yeah. a lot of a lot of people in their twenties don't know what they want, and I don't think we could have set the business up without Definitely our friends. Not, no. But I think as time went by and we were growing, they were probably more of a hindrance than a help.
0: Yeah, I think I think that there were certain people that let us down towards the end, um, and. I think that's the lesson that you learn So you know, we burn bridges with people that we don't speak to anymore. Yeah, sadly. Um, sadly. And that, that's part, and part of past business. But what I found with all of this is that even if the, your friends, we're talking about, that you hire, if they fail for any reason, 50% of the time, you're the reason that, that they failed rather than looking at themselves. And unfortunately, that's, that goes on to social circles and families and everything else. So if you ask me today, would I hire friends? I probably wouldn't. I'd be very... Uh, now we wouldn't. No. When, when someone starts a new business, you have to. You probably do have to. We, we wouldn't be there without these people. But uh, yeah, I think the difference is today we've got middle management in, in yeah. place where they wouldn't be working for us, they were working for their sales directors and management directors. The
1: hardest thing for me, so I've talked to my with my best friend, Jamie. Yeah. And I remember the day I had to sack him. And these are some of the things that, like with friends, when, when they're working. What did he do? what? didn't he do? He turned to work yeah, a lot. of he was time. a legend. He, just he did, was a, he was a
0: big night night hours, Yeah, he? he loved he loved his. They loved all his did. Nightlife.
1: They did, but he not turned to work. And it was like, mate, five days in now, you've not turned to work. Come and on, we're like, oh
0: my god, it's a recession.
1: I know. We've just we need a you, savings
0: on the on the table, and we're hoping these
1: lads turn. But good, telling but... him to go was like the, probably one one of my more harder things I had to do because that meant his time in Dubai was over. Yeah, uh, and thankfully it worked out because he went home and yeah, but he's, he's been massive
0: success in recruitment now, mm-hmm. hasn't he? Yeah, but yeah, I think that is what I would say to anyone listening to this with the start of a business think you have to hire your friends but expect at some point for them to move on and if it doesn't work out and they don't grow in the business there will be a, a, there can be a bitter taste in, in yeah that.
1: very often when we we're fortunate with friends with some people very often it doesn't end well no and it can affect friendships
0: because they would stay if they are a success yeah yeah Bearing in mind what 90% of the new businesses fail yeah so you know if the business fails or you know they can't afford to keep you on there's gonna be a bad taste that you've stopped them from earning money. Do you know what, do, do,
1: do you think now, if they're all working here now, it's gonna be good. different? Yeah, they're, they're, I think it'd be different. We were
0: all, you know, I don't even go out anymore. No, when I don't. I, when I was 22. Pyjamas, get me in there. Yeah, you've always been in pyjamas <laughs> When I was 22 and we started business, I was the guy in the lead in the pack. I was the guy taking people out and going yeah. for drinks. And now I'm like, go for drinks? No, leave me alone. It just made me think
1: actually, so. Um, we, had, we used to have new starter intakes, and I used to do all the recruitment back in the day. We're jumping ahead a bit of ourselves here, but I used to do all the recruitment. I remember hiring Daz Murphy, yeah. and uh, who's our top consultant for the last four or five years. My first experience with Daz Murphy was, he come to see the office, we went out for, you know, get to know each other drinks on that yeah. Thursday evening, and we ended up on the dance floor at three a.m. in the morning, uh with not many clothes not much clothes no, on he's always got no clothes when he gets drunk yeah so it's like we don't know each other but we're half is this when we hired kempton as well kempton coming a, a year a couple of years yeah. later but basically yeah. we're half naked yeah. on the dance floor never don't know each other and that
0: was like that was true it was not, not not it was initiation it was nine, nine or eight years later he's still there he's still he still gets a little bit naked once in a while oh, no one like, wants to 35 that. now you can't do that anymore
1: so obviously we talk about just getting started like what what else
0: comes to mind that people can take away from this because obviously friends is a big thing. Yeah, um, Do you know a big thing for me, if anyone's running a business and is listening to this, one thing that I've learned over time is that owning a business, um, you're never gonna be the hero. And what I mean by that is that if your business is doing bad as the CEO or the managing director, you are to blame. It's never the staff's fault. Yeah, the, staff, yeah. the staff would never take the blame even if they, they're, they're slacking. Um, but what I would say is if, if the company is doing well, the agents are the heroes, and the yep. CEO or the MD will never get a pat on the back to say, hey, you're running a great business, thanks for bringing the leads in. And I think if you own a business, you have to accept that that is part and parcel of owning a business. Also,
1: very lonely place, oh running a business. And you know, if you want, you, you, everyone's not going to be your friends, and I think sometimes you've got to make decisions that are quite tough, and realise that you know it is a lonely place running the business. And you know our, our MD in the UK has experienced that. You know yeah. he finds it quite isolated. You know sometimes being on his own or being a part of things because you can't be the friend Yeah and the MD
0: you know yet there has to be a line because no one, no one takes you seriously otherwise definitely well I think what we need to do is catch up on the next podcast to uh, talk about the trials and tribulations of owning a business in Dubai yeah um, and we'll catch you on the next episode see you later see ya bye